What's going on, gang? Welcome to a very special, brand new episode of the Lev First Show. We got a great fucking show planned today. Um, you're probably wondering, why is it a special episode? Well, let me tell you. Let me fucking tell you. Today's my birthday. Today's fucking daddy-o's birthday. You know, turning 24. feel like I'm fucking getting old now. You know, I'm ready for a divorce. I'm ready for anything. I'm, I don't know what a mortgage is, but it's time to pay one. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's growing up shit. Um, 24 today. Today's the actual day. So if you wanted to give me a fucking gift or something, okay, if you did, all I ask, take a second, do something for the show, do something for the stand-up. Either leave a five-star rating on the show, fucking join the Patreon gang, grab a hoodie, you know, just even post this to your Instagram story, go to my fucking profile, find a stand-up clip that you like, post it on your Instagram story, send it to a couple friends, anything like that goes so fucking far and goes a long way for the show, and I really appreciate you guys doing it, but if there's one thing I ask you to fucking do today, it's that. Um, just show some love in some way to the show, and make sure to tag me. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm, I'm fucking excited you're here. We got a great show planned. I got a lot to talk about. We got a fucking... Uh, we, I, I was talking on another episode about um fetishes and uh saying like i I wish i had like a new fetish you know i want i want something to to do i think i got to start bringing back the slow lubed up hand jobs i've been really missing them i've been craving them you know so i'm uh, that reminds i gotta order some fucking lube off amazon or some shit um i wonder if you buy lube on amazon does it start recommending like other sexual shit you know you might also like this flashlight here I don't know. We're going to find out. I'll keep you fucking posted. But I wrote this thing. I was talking about like foot fetishes and shit like that. And a patron of the show sent me in this wild fucking message that I wanted to. to she said I could read it on here. But I this was like so wild. And it just goes to show you how far people go with fetishes. You know, it's like something in our fucking wiring. Like we could focus in on something that just turns us on. It's crazy how far people go. Like for sexuality or for this like fucking kink they have so i was going to touch on this 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 uh patron of the show writes in hey love you were chatting about fetishes in the last episode specifically foot fetishes and i thought i'd share my experience i'm a 33 year old woman and i've always loved my feet being touched all right i'm curious if that's everybody me personally i don't care for my feet to be touched all right i don't uh Sometimes I'll like mess with girlfriends' toes and be like, you know, just make fun of their toes, but it's not, there's no sexual thing there. You know, to me, feet are just dumb hands. So they're hands with Down syndrome. And the scale goes, I think with most fetishes, you remember distinctly getting into it for the first time. I'm so jealous of that. God, I wish I had a thing like that. I wish I had a thing where I was like, God, I'll never forget the first time I saw Mike peeing. I fucking, oh, I can't get it out of my head. I love watching people pee. I wish I had something like that. Um, that you got a fucking back. You're like an X Men character. You got a fucking backstory. You got origin. For me, it was in high school while I was on the bus on a field trip. I went to Catholic school. All right, so we're adding some suppression. That fucking helps. 
And we had uniforms, and I remember taking my uncomfortable uniform shoes off and putting my feet up on my seat. And someone I knew grabbed a hold of my foot and squeezed on the arch and commented how cute they were. I'm pretty sure I turned beet red. See? If that happens to you, I think that's how it happens. It's just life throws this this miracle dice of throwing you a fetish. And that's how, it, you know, hopefully it's a good one. But that one that's not too fucking difficult to happen. I mean, if you're somebody that you need people to shit on your chest like that, you know, I'm sorry. That just seems like a lot of fucking work. All right. Um, but something like this, you know, this is easily sustainable. You could see that moment being born. This sounds like a fucking Japanese anime story here. Um, okay. So then she goes, ever since then, I've always put my feet up on my partners and always expected foot rubs like pretty much every time we're cuddling or just hanging out. Most people have been totally cool with that. Only in the past few years have I tried to really incorporate them into sex, though. I think I was too timid to bring it up because I thought it was weird. But during sex, I started with doing the same thing, just putting my feet on my partner, such as when they are fucking me uh, on while I'm on my back and my legs are up. Yeah, that's always hot. I feel like uh, during sex, like all these like little touches and connections really go a long way, you know? Like... Um Trying to think of an example. Like this one time I was getting blown and uh, I was getting blown away by this girl's personality. And uh, no, I was getting a blowjob. This girl, like with her fingers, started kind of like, like lightly rubbing my inner thigh. And it was like a very, it's just like a different sensation, you know? It definitely adds something to it. It adds some kind of fucking feeling, you know? Or like uh, if a girl like puts her feet like on your chest or something like that while, you know, while she's on her back, little things like that. This, this is getting fucking sexy quick, folks. It's getting sexy quick. Um, also, you might have noticed, your boy is going to the fucking gym, all right? Um, my face is starting to slim out. You might have seen that on the YouTube. Subscribe on the YouTube, folks. Go watch the full episode there, and you can listen to this whole fucking episode ad-free on the Patreon right now. I always forget to fucking say that, but... Um, Okay, so first, they grabbed and then rubbed, and then eventually they found their way into a partner's mouth, and I've been so hooked on that experience. So basically, suck it on toes while you're banging. Um, if you're a part of the Patreon, comment, have you ever had this happen to you? Do you prefer it? Me, personally, with the toe sucking, you know, I'm not that into it. I've done it before, just in like the heat of the moment, but once just like a cold, tasteless foot is in your mouth... It's, I'm just like, eh, you know, it's, it's kind of like a step below eating ass. Like eating ass kind of has that same feeling of like, you're like, I'm just going to fucking do it. I'm just going to do it. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm going in. And then you do it and you're like, eh, you know, is this real? Is there any, am I getting any kind of fucking pleasure from this? Is this worth it? You know what I mean? So then you just don't do it again. And then every once in a while you're like, oh, I should probably, I should probably eat ass. I should probably go for it. And then you do it again. You're just like, you know, what is this? Now I just got to worry that I got fucking hepatitis all night. You know? I mean, what am I really adding to my life here? So, but it's the same thing with feet. With feet, I'm like, the, the problem with feet, you take a shower together, right? Afterwards, you're going to bang. You start sucking on her toes. She walked to the bed. Who knows what she fucking stepped in? You know what I mean? I'm a clumsy guy. I'd be dropping shit. Who knows? You know, you're just putting that right in your fucking face. Put that in your mouth. That, you know, I'm just speaking for me. I'm just speaking for me. If this is your thing, do it all fucking day. You know, if your thing is sucking on toes, I hope you get all the toes you want to fucking suck. I hope you find a girl with an extra toe just so you can suck on one more, man. That's what I hope for you. Um, so 
I love a good long foot rub, then foreplay with my feet, and then incorporating them while fucking. I've given foot jobs to one person, but it doesn't do anything for me. So it's interesting. It seems like it's more about your feet getting the validation, you know. Um, it's a little tricky to get a good position and do it long enough to get them to finish. It ends up needing a lot of core strength. Yeah, that's foot jobs just seem like a fucking ab exercise. That's what I'm saying. Um, I'm a very down partner mostly, so I don't have a problem doing it again to someone. It's just not part of my foot fetish. I'll tell you, when I was talking about foot fetishes, I didn't expect it to be from a gal. I really didn't. Maybe that's my own sexism. Um, the kinkiest I have gotten with this fetish is meeting up with someone. This is where it gets spicy. Meeting up with someone to exclusively worship my feet. <laughs> I love the idea of worshiping a foot. He's got like a necklace with a fucking just your foot on it instead of a cross, you know. Um, I met him online and we chatted for a bit. Exchanged some pics and ended up meeting in a hotel room and one time at his place after that. Both times for about two hours, he just slowly massaged, kissed, and licked my feet. It was incredible. Both times are probably tied for the wettest my pussy has ever been in my life, and I still masturbate thinking of it. On top of it, feeling so good, I was very attracted to him, and he's been kind and attentive. Well, yeah, I mean, assume a guy who wants to worship your foot is going to be fucking kind and attentive, you know? Like, making sure I feel comfortable the whole time, so overall, it was just a good sexual experience. We haven't been able to meet up again because of COVID. I love that. <laughs> he's like fucking deep throating your foot and he's like yeah we probably shouldn't shake hands um but can't wait to go again lol so anyways just wanted to share my experience it's a pretty common kink i've been thinking because of quarantine that it could be fun to monetize this somehow but i'm kind of timid so i may just leave it as a private fetish love the pod and the rebrand cheers thank you for sending that in thank you for fucking sending that in that is a wild story um it's just it just goes to show you that secret world of people who got like a kink and they fucking go for it, baby. Um, the one thing I was thinking of here, if you are going to monetize one part of you sexually, I think feet is the fucking that is the move. That is the move. There's no nudity. It's you don't have to have your face. You don't even have to have your legs. You, it's just a fucking you just show those fucking feet. I mean, like. If you were to monetize a body part, I think that's it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the easiest thing in the goddamn world. It's like being a hand model. I wonder if there's also guys who, like, jerk off to, like, fucking hand models and shit. I don't think so. I think it must be something. It's something about the feet. I don't know what it is. But uh, those guys are out there, baby. They're fucking out there. But listen, we're not going to spend an hour talking about your feet. All right? We're just not. I hope right now you got a fucking glass of water handy. I got my little bottle. Tells me how many fucking ounces I'm at. Um, and, you know, take your fucking vitamin D pills because we got more to talk about. I got no I got no sleep, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I went to the gym yesterday. I did like 40 minutes of cardio. It was a new fucking record for me. I was on the bike. I had my leg warmers on. Um you know, I was fucking doing it. I was like, how how long can I go? 40 minutes, my knee started hurting. I was like, that's as far as it, that's as far as I'll ever go. But next to me was a fucking old guy who was, uh, I have this old guy at my gym. He's like fucking 65. And no matter how much I try to give him COVID, he just keeps bouncing back. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But there's this old guy at my gym and he 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 wears the most inappropriate shorts in public ever they're like they barely like they don't even cover his like mid thigh like they're so fucking high up and he's so fucking old it's like dude the older you get the less skin you should show 
But I swear to God, like seeing it, I can just tell it's it's his thing. It's his kink is going, I'm going to show these motherfuckers so much thigh that they are grossed out. And I don't know if it's because he's like, yeah, I'm an old guy. I want to show that I could still be sexy. Or if he's just like, I get off on looking this fucking strange. I don't know what it is. But this this isn't the reason I'm not sleeping. I mean, it could be. But anyways, I was tired as fuck. I got home, went to bed at midnight. You know, I just passed the fuck out. You know me. That's five hours early for me. I'm usually asleep at 5 a.m. Um, I go to bed at midnight. I wake up at like 3, all right? Just to, and, and I'm just about to fall back asleep. And then I remembered that I watched Hereditary over the fucking weekend. If you don't know what Hereditary is, it is the scariest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. And I, I'm not that good with horror movies, but I have been getting better. And I'll be honest, I feel my energy ramping up a little bit as I remember this. Okay, because I'm, I'm, this might scare you a little bit, but I don't know if you guys have fucking seen Hereditary. Everybody's telling me it was the most fucked up, scariest movie they've ever seen, and I put it off for like two years, finally watched it with my lady, and uh, god damn, I don't know what it is about women, but you guys all handle horror movies so much better than me. It's like you guys just have it built in, you know? I don't know, I don't know why. I think it's just, you know, when you fucking, when you bleed a whole river once a month. You're like, yeah, what? So what? She's covered in blood. That's fucking me every 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 23rd. What's the big fucking deal? You know? I don't know why it is. But we watched this fucking movie and it's a really good movie. It's really fucking good. It's shot really well. It's like this the frames are so artistic. The acting is excellent. Everybody kills it in this fucking movie. But it is so fucking dark and fucked up that you can't enjoy any of that i mean the whole movie i was like this i would just cover my fucking eyes and after i'd hear a scary sound or something i'd peek a little bit i mean it was fucking terrifying man it was terrifying and the first like real scare you see like this grandma up here it scares the shit out of you and they do it in such a different way that i haven't seen in other horror movies there's no like fucking cheap jump scares in this film you know what I mean? There's no like jump out of you just to freak you out. No, it's like they do the opposite. In this fucking movie, dude, they'll pan up the camera slowly and you just see a lady in a white dress and she's just floating in the fucking corner. Just floating, right? And it's nighttime, of course. It's fuck of course it's nighttime. And of course there's a fucking lady in a white dress just flying around. And she's not gonna jump out and make this big scare or like boom, like, you know, go for it. They don't do that. Instead, they just like let you watch this guy move around while this person's behind them for like fucking what feels like five minutes. And you are so scared you got one hand covering your eyes, the other hand in your ass, just for further protection. I mean, you're, it's fucking terrifying, dude. And last night, this is what happens to me with horror movies. I start believing that, like, my stupid brain, like, even though I'm like, no, this fucking, you know, it's impossible. It's insane. I start buying in. So I wake up in the middle of the night for a millisecond. I will remember something from the film. And I'm like, what if there's a hand about to grab my fucking neck? What if there's something, you know? And then boom, I'm up for fucking six hours. I can't fall asleep till the sun's up. It scared the living shit out of me. It scared the living fucking shit out of me. Um, so it's a weird film where it's like, I want to be like, hey, 
watch this movie because it's a great movie. But I will tell you this. My life was better before I watched this movie. And you might have noticed I'm holding up a fidget spinner. Okay. It's not, it's not, that's not who I am. All right. This was gifted to me over the weekend by Ryan Long. And, uh, you know, it's been sitting on my desk. So, but yeah, fucking God damn it, man. Like, ugh, that's one of those films that's like hard to shake off, dude. Hard to fucking shake off. I'm trying to think. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one, was, uh, I think around Halloween, I started. I went on like a real horror movie kick, and I think it was just because I wanted to face my fears a little bit. And most of them are uh, a, a fucking cakewalk, you know. In Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's not that it's not that scary, but there's a, there's just like I don't like stuff that's disturbing. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, ugh, I got to remember that fucking image. Like if something's disturbing, it's like creating a scar in your brain. I think, and it's like, ooh, I didn't like seeing that, you know. And so I didn't even want to fucking watch Hereditary. My girl made me, and I was. She was like, "Look, if it's too scary, we'll just turn it off." And I was like, "Yeah, but then it's too. Then you've already been traumatized. That defeats the whole fucking. You know what I mean? It's like you're not gonna know. Oh, I can't handle this until you see some shit that scares the living shit out of you. Until you see some image that you're just gonna remember forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the fucking problem with horror. Like I've walked out of movies before in theaters and shit, but it's only after you get so fucking uncomfortable that you're like, ah, I just, yeah, I can't do this anymore. You know? And I'll tell you what, like, in, in as I get older, I've just gotten so much more sensitive to things. You know what I mean? Like, like for example, when I was a, a fucking teenager, you know, you play Call of Duty, you play all these fucking shooting games, you just, you, you know, killing Koreans, Russians, all this crazy shit. I'll tell you, and I don't think I could play a game like that anymore. I don't know what happened to me. Like, I don't know if I just became a huge fucking pussy or, or if I just have more empathy for people now. I, I think it's mostly that because, like, I can't, like, I see these new trailers for video games and shit, and there's just so much blood, and they're, like, fucking chainsawing each other. I, I can't do it. I don't want anything to do with that. You know what I mean? Like, why just watch that, put yourself through that all fucking day? That's got, that has to be desensitizing in some way to people i'm not saying don't fucking play video games it's causing violence i'm not one of those fucking people i'm just saying mentally there has to be desensitizing aspects to it same thing with fucking porn man there's like i mean porn today is so like look at the inside of this girl's asshole do you see her fucking lunch kid do you see it that's it's so in your face and graphic that like it must have desensitizing properties too all of us are too lazy to research this but i'm sure it's fucking uh you know i'm sure it's damaging in some way um but yeah um don't fucking watch hereditary man it's so fucking scary but if you are gonna watch a horror movie that's just truly a masterpiece if you want a fucking masterpiece all right watch rosemary's baby i think i've i've mentioned this on the show before Frame for frame, one of the best films I've ever seen. It's like the godfather of horror movies. It's just like so fucking good. And it's not very scary. It's just like this real slow burn. And it's from it's so old and yet it holds up so well. You gotta see it. You gotta fucking watch it. I highly recommend it. Highly recommend you check it as show out, folks. I wonder what percentage of people like horror movies. I'm I'm not I'm not a fan. I just like put myself through it. You know what I mean? I'm not a fan of them. I just fucking put myself through it. And everybody's like, I got 100,000 messages. Everybody's like, watch Midsummer. 
That if I have to watch one more fucking Swedish yodel fest, I will I will fucking kill myself. I mean, what a terrible Midsummer was just not good. I wouldn't say it's terrible. It's just not good. Right? It's just not good. It's like eh, we are all on acid. Oh, we are all on acid, yeah. We are going to sing this kind of music like oh for about three hours. We will have one very long sex scene. And that will be it. That will be the movie. It's just fucking, yeah. It just fucking sucks. Like, it's just not that good. Nothing exciting really happens. The whole time you're just kind of like, what the fuck am I watching, you know? It's not good. Um, so I don't know why people are recommending Midsummer. Am I fucking stupid? Am I? Did I just not get it? Is it me? Is it just fucking me? But I thought it was fine. You know what I mean? I thought it was okay. Take a little water sip there. Um, yeah, it's just a fucking, you know, I don't, look, I don't particularly want to watch Swedish people do anything, if I'm being honest. All right. I know they're not Germans, but you guys look like them. And you know my thing against Germans. I'll never fucking forget. I'll never forget. All right. <laughs> We're fucking around. We're fucking around. Um, we got some emails here. If you have an email, send it into the show. The Lev Fur Show at gmail.com send it in if you're a part of the patreon include that in the subject i'll know i can get to it on a fucking friday episode you know what i mean so um send in those emails the love first show at gmail.com if you're enjoying the episode share it online and let's fucking jump in folks let's jump in um this one is called send help trying to move on from a what does it say here from a distance relationship Hi, love. Please save for the free episodes as things are tight at the moment. I hear you, babe. I fucking hear you. The whole country's collapsing. Um, congrats on the new for the new show format, and I look forward to new episodes. So my question is, how do you end things with someone you've had a sexual relationship with, but most of it has been distance? For over a year now, I've been on and off with this guy I used to work with. We've known each other for two years. We have shared personal kinks and fantasies to each other, which has made the FaceTime sex especially enjoyable this year since I live in L.A. and he lives in Chicago. That being said, every time I've been in town to visit him and hit him up even before the pandemic, there's always been some excuse for not following through. It's a classic tale, guys. It's a fucking classic tale. We've talked about this before. We'll go over it again. I'm done with the bullshit and I'm making moving on a priority. He's never been told no in his life. So me saying, I don't want to do this anymore, hasn't effectively come across to him. I'm out of ideas except to say, drop all contact with me. I'm done waiting on someone who doesn't see my value or wait it out and find someone out here to date and plaster it on social media since I don't owe this guy an explanation for even ending things. Either way, I know things will suck, but a peace of mind or even a take on which approach is the way to go is appreciated. Can't wait for the next episode. I got you here, baby girl. Let me just fucking tell you, I got some bad news. This will never work, okay? Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you this. Both of your options and ways of answering this dilemma are wrong. Um, so here's what happens. I mean, everybody's been in this situation, right? Guy or girl, you know? Or, or whatever in between. Okay. We don't fucking discriminate over here. Um, 
you know, just fucking who who's been in a situation where you you sexting somebody, you have the FaceTime sex, you do the Snapchats, whatever, the Instagram, you start showing your fucking hog to this person, they start they start peeling back the clam, they start showing you all the you know their secret parts on camera. Holy fucking moly over here! Who you know? Everybody's been a part of this, and then and then you go to text them and go, you go, hey, we meeting up tonight, and they you know, oh my, they make up some bullshit, you know, like oh. I can't. Doctor Fauci is speaking tonight. He's gonna be on CNN. I I can't meet up with you for sex. Now when a Doctor Fauci is gonna talk, <laughs> right? Everybody knows you can't fuck on Fauci nights. So uh, you know you get the fucking excuses, and all this means, all this means, folks, is this person has decided you are a great sexter, and they like seeing you naked, and it's fun, but they've put you in that box. And you're not getting out of it. Okay? You're not going to get out of it. It's going to stay being the sexting box. All right? And all you could do when you realize you're in the sexting box. And I almost think in most scenarios, sexting a lot will kind of kill the desire to have sex. There's only a few girls that I know that after sexting so many times, I'm like... Yeah, I would still want to meet up and fuck this person. Like, for real. Not just with the, you know, not just sexing talk. But because they're that fucking hot or I'm that physically attracted. That's usually all it comes down to. But that is the minority. I mean, the, like, the the window, right? Like, let's say of all women, I'd probably sext with any of them that are attractive. You know, speaking for former me. You know, I'm not I'm not really not really in that game anymore. But uh I back then I would fucking sex with like, oh, whoever's attractive, let's fucking sex. I had like a you know, I had a mild addiction. I, you get fucking attention, you you know. It's like it's like custom porn. It's fun. So but of that 60% or whatever, the percent that you'd actually sleep with for me was a way lower number. Right, and I think that's how kind of all people are. All people, just in general, you're just willing to sext more people than you are to have sex with, right? Because there's no real risk with sexting somebody. Um, so I think that's kind of the subconscious logic of it. But this guy put you in that fucking box. It happens. Everybody's been there. Um, you clearly wanted more, which you shouldn't have because he lives in fucking Chicago. You live in L.A. So there's no point. Of uh, even, you know, when it's like that, guys, just fucking find something that works better, okay? Just fucking find something that works better. Um, And you're saying, like, I'm done with the bullshit. I'm making moving on a priority. So clearly you wanted more. Um, he's, you're, It sounds like you're kind of saying that to him. You're giving him the cold shoulder with the sex. He keeps sending it. So what you should do is just remove him from Snap or whatever the fuck you're doing it. Or if he's, like, FaceTiming you, just be like... What you also could do is just go, hey, like I started talking to somebody. I'm not going to be sexting anymore. And just say it in like a, a nice way. Don't come off as fucking salty. Don't come off as being tight. Because what what happens a lot of the times when somebody decides like, hey, I'm not going to date you. Or I'm not going to be more serious with you. What we try to do is we try to take a stand. And we'll go like, all right, I'm going to tell him then, drop all contact with me. Or I'm not going to be with somebody who sees my value. And all that is is you trying to save face. Keep your fucking pride, and you're trying to end it on your own terms. Keep it in your control. 
which I understand that. I understand that, but as somebody who used to have that desire a lot, it's your life's a lot easier when you kind of start letting go of that. You know what I mean? And because I used to end relationships just with friends with people on terms like that all the time. Oh, it's it's not going great. I'm gonna end it on my fucking. You know what? Maybe we shouldn't talk. Then you realize as you get older, that's a waste of your energy, and it's kind of just an immature thing to do. It's way, I think, more respectable to understand when these things are just losses, when you got to just kind of take it on the chin and stay focused on your work and other shit. You know what I mean? And not make a fucking, not try to make it into a stand. Because almost every time I've looked at my life and gone, oh, I, I took a stand there with this person. Like outside of work. Anytime I, I usually am like, why did I fucking, why did I take it that serious? You know? What's the big fucking deal? Now there's one more person I don't talk to. You know what I mean? So the idea of going like drop all contact with me, I don't want this anymore. I, I think you just go, hey, I started seeing somebody else. Um, we're going to have to dial down the sexting. Hope you're doing well. Bang. That's it. Like if he brings it up, you know, other than that, I think you, you know, you just kind of got to focus on you here. You live in fucking L.A. What? There's there's no hot guys in L.A. There's no hot dudes that live in your fucking city. You know, I know your city's like on fire or whatever and everybody's leaving, but there's got to be a couple of fucking guys around there, right? I mean, it's like I have a friend who she would like constantly try to set herself up in relationships where like, oh, he lives in Canada, he's gonna, but he's going to be in Alaska for the next three months. I'm, I'm pretty interested. It's like, bitch, find somebody in your city. Start there. And this person did do that, and now they're fucking... They're doing great. They're in a fucking good relationship, you know? That's exactly what you want. That's what you want for people. So fi- just find a bitch in your city. Like, that th- That should be the fucking first rule. I don't know why people even kind of go outside of that. And, like, this was one of those relationships that's destined to fail. There's no real chance of this fucking working. You know what I mean? And you kind of just got to accept it. I mean, I got another DM from a girl the other day that was, like, a similar situation. This dude lives in fucking... Hawaii, I live in my mom's basement. How do we make it happen? It's like, you just won't, okay? You just fucking won't. So start in your city, okay? Um, But yeah, I mean, the. uh, I I think you get what I'm saying here. I think you get the fucking point. You know what I mean? I'm trying to see if there's anything else we can touch on in this fucking email. Yeah, either way, I know things will suck. I mean, yeah, you. but also you got to, like, let yourself... Oh, well, I guess you guys, you used to work together. So at least there was some kind of fucking, um, con- like, physical connection there at some point. But, you know, a, a FaceTime relationship in other states, like, I, you know what? Let's touch on this. I th- I think, here's why I think that's dangerous. Because I think especially in quarantine, what a lot of people are doing is they're forming these, like, emotional FaceTime relationships where... They're FaceTiming this person all the time. They're flirting. They're doing some fucking sexting. But yet they're like not in a relationship. And I think a lot of people are like catching feelings through fucking FaceTime. And I think this is one of those examples. You know what I mean? Where you start you start to just the more you talk to somebody at fucking one in the morning, the more you're gonna open up about what you're vulnerable vulnerable about, your fucking fears, your intimacies. You're gonna start to get real with each other. And when that happens, you're gonna start to fucking get attached to one another. You know, start to have feelings for one another. So it's something you got to be careful of. You got to be careful not to be fucking, you know, if you have uh, if you have a FaceTime buddy 
and it's starting to get more vulnerable. And it's been you're both attracted to each other. One of you thinking that you're in a fucking relationship now or that it's going to be more because it's like at the end of the day, the person can always just walk away and go, bitch, that was FaceTime. That was fucking that's not real life. That's FaceTime life. You know what I mean? That's a whole other fucking game. You can always just like you 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 can't hold that shit up in court. You can't be in court and be like, Your Honor, on FaceTime, he told me all of his sincerest fears. And like, how'd he tell you? It was over FaceTime. <gasps> you hear the jury just gasp. Like, it's not gonna fucking count. You know what I mean? So what guys, watch your feelings on FaceTime. Watch your fucking feelings on FaceTime. Try not to slip into some relationship with a guy that lives in another fucking state because it's not gonna happen. All right. It's like, why set yourself up for what could potentially be like a two, three year thing of like, yeah, you know, hopefully we see each other and then you fucking never do. And, you know, he's banging other people like why put yourself through that shit? Date somebody in your location. Same shit as real estate. Location, location, location. Let's fucking drive it home. Let's drive it the fuck home. Um, but yeah, I'm done like sexting in general. Like I don't even I don't even sext anymore. I'm just sick of the lies, you know? Just a girl like... Because what do girls always send you when you're sexing? Like, oh, I want to feel you in the back of my throat. And it's like, look, you know, lady, I'm not, the, I'm not the guy for you. I know somebody who could help you out with that. But I'm not going to be back of your throat guy. I'm just, you know, I just wasn't, I just wasn't blessed that way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just done lying. I'm done lying in the fucking sex thing. I'm just, look, I'm, you know... I could hit the inner cheek if you want me in inside your cheek. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could I could get up in there. But, you know, and then you just be honest like, "Oh, you know, yeah, I know somebody who might be able to help you with that." And then she's like, "Oh, well, okay. Well, then I want to feel you deep in my pussy." And it's like, "Look, we're still back at the throat problem now." You know, the problem isn't your throat. It, it it's a it's a length thing, all right? Um that's what's so funny. If you're ever like sexing somebody, you start talking all that shit. You know, oh, I just I want to fucking I want to feel you in the back of my throat, and then you actually meet up with them, and you're like, well, throat's gonna be pretty clear today. Uh, pretty clear. We got uh, predictions in the throat today. We're not gonna have much turbulence. <laughs> you know, never forget a dick pic will make your dick look way fucking bigger if you know what you're doing. Okay. I wonder if it's the opposite for chicks. I wonder if girls are trying to make their vaginas look smaller on camera. Um, who knows? Who fucking knows? Let's do this email here. Let's do it. It's called Not Sober. It's called Not Fucking Sober. Hey, love. Hope you're feeling fantastic. Big fan here. Can you prove it? Did you subscribe on fucking iTunes? Did you subscribe on YouTube? Did you leave a five-star rating? Did you share the pod? Do you have a piece of merch? Are you a part of the Patreon? Can you fucking prove it, folks? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> As I'm typing this, I'm listening to your episode, Taking It Psycho, and I'm not very sober. Should we make Taking It Psycho shirts? Um, so, please don't say my name. Guys, I'm not going to say anybody's fucking name on the show, all right? I got you. I got you. I'm never going to say names. We used to fucking say names. I don't know why we used to do that, but we used to. Um, so, I'm in a dating scene for a few years. I'm in the dating scene for a few years, and, and the reason why I think I've not been very successful is because of my sexual inexperience slash capacity. I think I might have vaginismus, but my therapist and my gyno is also not very convinced. It's interesting. I know I know a couple gals with that. That's like when uh, the I think it's the the floor of your vagina just like tightens up, 
like severely so you can't fucking sneak anything in there you know you can't can't put anything in to get through tsa or airport security you can't get a dick in there can hardly get a finger in i know a girl she has to use like special toys just to like not even for like for sex just to like kind of uh relax her vaginal muscles because of this but it's interesting that your gynecologist and therapist both think you don't have it um all the guys that i fancy and that are also into me physically, things get really confusing slash sad, and they always leave with a look that makes me look... Wait, did I read this right? Um, all the guys that I fancy and that are also into me physically, things get really confusing, and they always leave with a look that makes me feel like I am incompetent. Not sure if this is well explained. It wasn't. It was not well explained. This, I'm assuming it's because you're saying you have the you know, you know have this thing with your vagina where you think you have this condition where... It gets too tight to do anything with. Um, uh, this has been my problem, obviously. I'm still a vaginal virgin at 28. I don't know how to deal with this. Some people I have told up front about my problems and it. Good news is that I almost sure, I'm almost sure I'm, I'm bisexual, but girls don't seem that into me. Just help me out. I don't know if I should change my approach and just erase the idea of vaginal sex. Um, I think it's so interesting that you think you have this condition but your therapist and gynecologist don't that to me that would make me think you kind of have like a mental fear here or something if i mean if if i i don't i hope you're not showing your therapist your vagina be like is this but does this look like vaginismus to you you think you can fit something in there um but if your gynecologist is telling you now i mean i don't know if there's like specialists for that kind of a condition um i would assume there are but I assume what's happening a lot is you're going to have sex and the dude is trying to put his dick in and it's just not happening, which, you know, sometimes that just fucking comes down to lubrication and that comes down to fucking, you know, if you're a dude, you got to put, you got to fucking get some, uh, get some of your spit going on your dick, dude. You know what I mean? You, you never go in dry playboy. Um, but I don't know. I if, if I think if you think something's up, then maybe go talk to somebody about it. Maybe talk to a sex therapist. It seems like you're already making proactive steps to fucking, you know, see what's going on here. But I think this thing of like you're saying guys look at me confused, you know, they make me feel like incompetent. Look, like you shouldn't feel that way. You got something to figure out. You know what I mean? So there's going to be nobody has ever had a career of sex where there was just no embarrassment, no fucking shame. No, like everybody has had this a part of having a fucking sexual life. OK, so you got to just understand that's just part of the fucking game. I understand with you, it feels like more of an outlier. You, you just got a thing to figure out. You got a fucking thing to figure out, whether it's like a physical thing, whether it's an anxiety thing, you know. But I, th I think you're doing too much like negotiating with yourself and being like, man, I guess I'll just never have vaginal sex. Hey, but maybe I'm bisexual. You know, that doesn't even that doesn't really seem like healthy fucking patterns to me. You know, Re I think you got to This is one of those things you really got to dive deep in the crux of the issue, figure out if it's physical or mental with the help of professionals and just tr get the fucking solution either way. But stop worrying about like, oh, I'm incomplete or does this mean I'm never going to have fucking this kind of sex just don't even fucking worry about that all right just focus like don't let your brain go through the rabbit tunnel of like what if this never happens what if that never happens just just focus on the thing at hand figure out what's causing it figure out how to fix it that's how you fucking crush it okay
So everything else is fucking irrelevant. Start drilling that. Get inspired. Whatever your fucking thing is, pick your shoulders up, stand up straight, figure out how to fix it. All right? Figure out how to fucking fix it because most things in life do have a fix. All right? And then, uh, you know, also, like, learn when to be fucking, learn to be when to be happy about things. If you get, you know, you're having a friends with benefits, even if you're not fucking, you know what I mean? I mean, you get older, it's like, who even wants to fuck anymore? You know, it's all about oral, it's all about fucking hand stuff. You want to get there quick. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm over the age of trying to prove I'm a great fuck. I, you know, I don't, I don't care. I'm great with my hands. I got a tongue that don't quit. But great fuck, I mean, who gives a shit? What are you, what are we, 15? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, figure out the cause of it and figure out how to fucking treat this. Like, figure out if it's mental, physical, nail it, do it. And that's all I got for you, baby girl. And stop worrying about the fucking, the irrelevancies, the things you can't control with it. I, was that a fucking episode? Are we at the 40 minute mark? Are we there, baby? Are we fucking there? I love you guys. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for being a part of the fucking episode. I'm going to try to get some guests on the Patreon this week. Throw a little birthday show. Um, that should be out this Friday at patreon.com slash levfur. I appreciate you guys listening. Do something to support the show. goes a fucking long way. Tag me in whatever you do. And uh, truly, truly love and, and appreciate you guys listening to the show and what I do. So thank you all so much. I will see you guys on the next episode this Friday. And I hope everybody has a fucking great week. Cheers. dark darlings hopefully you've been enjoying our latest videos we're a small crew here at something scary so we have to make sure that the work that goes into our episodes gets done in order and on schedule so that's why i want to tell you about our sponsor monday.com monday.com is an online teamwork platform that keeps your team connected from anywhere i really enjoy the visual ease of using monday.com it helps banish the demons of confusing email chains or who's doing what and by when. It helps make sure everyone is aligned and on the same page. One of the things that I enjoy the most about Monday.com is that it's customizable. So it feels like it could fit any type of collaboration or industry. Build confidence within your team and reach every goal with ease. Visit Monday.com to start your free two-week trial.